0: while in police custody in Minneapolis was a grave tragedy.
2: It should never have happened.
0: He says people are rightly angered and grieved.
2: But what we are now seeing on the streets of our cities has nothing to do with justice or
3: with peace.
0: And the president says he will not tolerate mob violence. Greg Clugston, the White House.
3: Elsewhere, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp is expanding a state of emergency to authorize the deployment of up to 3,000 National Guard troops To protest in cities all across his state, Kemp says he's prepared, if needed, to send guard soldiers to Athens, Savannah, and any other Georgia cities where demonstrations are planned today. This is SRN News.
2: This is Gary Borgendale with Salem Media Group Twin Cities. Let us be comforted with these words in Philippians. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Lord, we do pray for our cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul. Bring peace to our city and stop the chaos. We also continue to pray for Mr. Floyd's family and friends as they grieve his death. Bring peace to our city. In Jesus' name, amen.
4: The Patriots May Book of the Month is History's Nine Most Insane Rulers by Scott Rank. And you can win a signed copy of the book at the Freedom Fan Club page at am1280thepatriots.com. Just past one o'clock on this Sunday afternoon here in the Twin Cities, let's take a look at your forecast from the Great Plains Windows and Doors Weather Center. We've got mostly sunny skies today, and we'll hit a high of seventy-five. And we got hour one of the Brad Carlson Show of the Northern Alliance Radio Network starting right now here on the Patriot.
1: The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management.
4: Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio
2: Network.
5: AM 1280, the Patriots. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we'd like to call the Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. If you'd like to uh, send us a tweet, feel free to do so. Using Twitter, of course, it's hashtag NarnShow. Hashtag N-A-R-N show. Hashtag Narn show for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, I I really don't think there's a lot of mystery of what the lion's share of today's broadcast will entail. Now, Jason, I know you and your buddy did a uh, podcast, uh, your weekly podcast, or however often you do it on this, so feel free to chime in as... As you so desire, because I know a lot of people are probably going to have things to say. Mm-hmm. And again, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. Again, that's hashtag N-A-R-N-Show. And look us up on Facebook also, uh, Facebook.com. Do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and that will bring, um, right uh, well, bring you right to us, and uh, we'll answer any messages you can. But, Obviously, we're going to be talking the lion's share of the topics or lion's share of today's topics will have to do with the death of George Floyd. Of course, many of you have seen the horrific video where a uh, police officer was uh, kneeling on the back of the neck of George Floyd, who was uh, alleged to have attempted to pass. Uh, I I'm kind of fuzzy in the details. It was either a counterfeit bill or counterfeit paperwork, something along those lines at uh, Cup Foods. Not to be confused with the grocery store chain, Cub Foods, but Cup
4: Foods. And Brad, I'm pretty sure it was a twenty dollar bill. That okay, would, yeah. Okay.
5: I'm I'm hearing but regardless. It it was a petty crime at uh initially or well not a petty crime. It could rise to the level, you know. That's pretty serious stuff passing counterfeit money. But do we know if George Floyd knew that? Well, that seems to have gotten lost. But the point is, uh, he was police were called. He was arrested. There was surveillance video seen outside the Cup Foods where he was sitting down against the building, already handcuffed. And so they got him to his feet. And what happened after they got him to his feet and walked out of camera view to how he wound up on his stomach, uh, I don't think that's been made public yet. Obviously, they're looking at all the body cam footage. Of what happened, but that'll obviously be sorted out, and before the other three officers are brought uh, in for charges. Now, the officer who was kneeling on the back of George Floyd's neck, Officer Derek Chauvin, uh, he was arrested, I believe, Thursday. Days are days are kind of run together, but last week he was arrested and then charged with third-degree murder as well as manslaughter. And literally, everybody around the world has seen the video by now, 10-minute video. I've only watched it once. It's all I needed to see. I've seen still photos of the officer with his knee on George Floyd's neck, and, and it's and it's horrific. I think I echo the sentiment of pretty much everybody out there who's seen it. It is horrific. It's inexcusable. And justice has to be served. And obviously the most heart-wrenching was George Floyd literally and I do mean literally begging for his life, please, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. That's been the prevailing hashtag, hashtag I can't breathe. And, of course, it brings up memories of Eric Gardner back in, I want to say 2014, when he was selling Siggies on the uh, streets of New York City. And it was a petty crime. Police were taking him under arrest for it. And while they were trying to, attempting to restrain him, he said he couldn't breathe, and he ultimately died. And this uh, reminded me of that. Of George Floyd begging for his life, and I, I don't see how you can reach any other conclusion than uh, and, than that just being murder. And they came up with third degree murder, first degree murder. You know, people say, "Well, why didn't they go after first degree murder?" Well, first degree murder would imply premeditation. You're not going to get a conviction on that. I'm sorry, you're not. And I don't. And I don't believe it was premeditated. Now, given this officer's record of past conduct. He obviously had some issues, to say the least. Whether that will weigh in or not, we'll obviously find out. But I bring all this up to say this: this now this happened on Memorial Day night, and word got out the following day. I learned about it Tuesday afternoon, and outrage was immediate. People were posting it all over social media, saying this officer m- murdered him. It's another black man being murdered by a white police officer, and here we see the full video footage. We hear of stories like this, but to actually see it unfold on video was jarring. And it makes you wonder how many other black men have been killed by white officers that haven't gotten the proper justice because there was no video around. So maybe that is a a benefit to this technology age where everybody has a video camera pretty much on their person at all times in the person of their smartphone obviously. So this happened Tuesday and there was a gathering around the Cup Foods on 38th in Chicago in South Minneapolis. And our friend, Reverend Tim Christopher, has been on the broadcast multiple times. He was there. Uh, this is part of his outreach. He goes into these communities and does outreach with his ministry. Normally it's in the uh, tough uh, neighborhoods of North Minneapolis, but this brought him down to South Minneapolis, and he was with uh, a CD5 congressional candidate. And he was taking video of everybody milling around. And I got to tell you, this brought a bit of a silver lining to the horrific events that had already ensued. And this was just 24 hours after George Floyd was killed. Rev took his camera and he was panning the crowd. And you know what I saw? I saw people of all races, all classes, whether it be, you know, upper middle class, middle class, low income, what have you, political stripes. You know, there were obviously, uh, uh, Minneapolis is a large Democrat city. A lot of people of Democrat stripes, but people who vote conservative, Republican, were also there. Because I, I'd heard stories of those who went down there. I mean, I had other friends in social media who took photos were down there, well, right of center. It was a unifying thing because nobody could look at that video and say that that was justified, what Officer Chauvin did to George Floyd. No one. And so this was a unifying thing, like, my God, you mean to— and and they would hear from other um, people in the black community saying, this is what we've been putting up with for generations. Do you understand it now? And, of course, a lot of white people, myself included— saying, you know, I've I've heard you talk about this, but until you actually see something like this, is it pretty jarring? And I, you know, ah, I've heard stories like this. Well, Rev told his story right on our airwaves when he was a teenager about uh, 35, 40 years ago. He was from Memphis, Tennessee area. And just for sitting on the curb after football practice, kind of taking a little break, police officer pulled over and asked him what he was doing there and harassed him and Ended up physically abusing him, and Rev has talked openly about this. How he just sat there and cried because his humanity, his very humanity, was undermined. Okay, and so am I here to say that you know Derek Chauvin is he a virulent racist? I I don't know, but to do what he did while this man was pleading for his life, George Floyd, it was an utter lack of humanity.
4: I would agree. Uh, Brad, um, from what I've read and from what I've looked at, look, I'm no expert in terms of law enforcement or anything like that. Um, But in the short amount of time I've had to do research, I have not come across anything in which a knee to the back of the neck is a suitable way to subdue uh, somebody. Um, I've never seen anything like this before. Um, even Even if you're just watching like cops or live PD or anything like this, I've never seen anything like it before. And the fact that that image remained for almost 10 minutes is jarring in and of itself as well. Um, sure. What I'm wondering is, is just because you see all these people taking these videos, you got this giant crowd forming around this intersection of 38th and Chicago, and yet he still maintains that position the whole time. And you don't have any of the other cops talk to him or, like, maybe advise him, hey, maybe we should get off of him or something. And I'm kind of right. wondering, look, it, I understand there's questions exactly of what uh, Floyd's temperament was in the situation, when he may have been causing issues in terms of being detained and when he wasn't. Um, but I'm wondering, man, he he's on the ground for so long, he's handcuffed. You'd think if you're trying to subdue him, he'd only be on the ground for maybe a minute, two minutes tops. But he's on the ground right. for, like, ten minutes. And you got to wonder, man, right. like... What's the thinking there? Did he freeze because he sees all these people taking videos of him or something? Or just a complete lap, lapse of judgment? Because I'm wondering, like, you you got to take that visual away. you got to take that optic away. So I'm wondering, like, yeah, you have him on the ground for maybe one or two minutes, but then get him in the car or something, man. But no, yeah, uh, he, du- sense, he doubled yeah. down. Da- they doubled down, and they made it so much worse just with the visual alone.
5: Right yeah that's a that's an excellent point and i i like i say what what ha- that's what we need to know what happened from the time he was sitting against that building um to when till when he um wound up on his stomach mm-hmm. you know, hopefully we find that out uh but like i said that it was a it was a peaceful protest tuesday evening and it, and it had just come out that the four officers that were there we're all fired immediately. I mean, being put on paid administrative leave is protocol when there's a, a death of a civilian when he's in police custody. That's protocol. But then to be fired immediately, okay? Normally, that's something that is talked over the police union, and there has to be a cooling off period. Then an investigation occurs. These were these guys were fired immediately, which tells you that the union wasn't was basically cutting their ties. It's like, yep, yeah, I've seen everything I needed to see, and uh, I there was a um auto preliminary autopsy report that had come out that showed that george floyd did not die of uh, asphyxiation rather that he had underlying uh, health conditions and um uh, yeah, it said the uh, cause of death appeared to be combined effects of Mr. Floyd's being restrained by police, underlying health conditions and any p- potential intoxicants in his system. And obviously the, the family has sought an independent independent medical examination. Uh, let me just start by saying that that does not get the police officers uh, uh, out of uh, out of the uh, out of um, hot so, water. So to speak. Yeah, this does not get them. This does not exonerate them. Because this man was literally begging for his life at the hands of police, and what is the motto you pretty much see stenciled on the side of every police car—to protect and serve. If this man had underlying health conditions and they were exacerbated by the stress of the situation, how is that? How how is that George Floyd's fault? How is that the product of his health? It was exacerb- Can anybody deny it was exacerbated by this event? I mean, obviously, you're going to get the prosecution is going to bring in a lot of medical personnel to say, well, yeah, obviously, the stress of the situation is going to exacerbate it. So if people are laying the groundwork to say that these underlying health conditions and the potential any potential intoxicants in the system are the reason for his death and therefore it's going to exonerate police, if people are laying the groundwork for that, um, I'm not I, I'm not with you on that. Okay, again, I'm all for due process, innocent until proven guilty. I get all that, and I'm down with that. And these officers are deserve the same courtesy, not because they're police officers or form, now former police officers, because they're American citizens like you and I. And police officers do have that qualified immunity, which means they are authorized to use force at times, but not excessive force. And that's going to be the big thing. So... The third-degree murder charge carries a maximum of 25 years, a manslaughter charge a maximum of 10 years, so that's potential 35 years for Officer Chauvin. And I imagine the other three will be some sort of accessories. I don't know if it'll be um, that long a sentence. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not real comfortable with people already laying the groundwork that, uh, well, you know, he kind of uh, uh, he died of these underlying health conditions. That, um, again, they... Medical experts, I would imagine. Again, I'm no legal expert, no mm-hmm. medical expert, but I'm going to assume they're going to testify. Well, yeah, here's how they were exacerbated. Okay, but especially if it was a heart condition. Okay, you think a little stress is going to bring that on? Yeah. Well, what was causing that stress? And here's another thing even if you have an underlying health condition and say the officers weren't even kneeling on him, but he was in the back of the car and he had some uh, health condition where the stress. Was getting to him. If the officers ignored his pleas for help and he died from that, isn't there some sort of negligence, there criminal negligence there as well? I
4: would think so. Yeah, Brad, No matter what, even if he was as healthy as a horse, the the use of that maneuver is just completely unnecessary in the first place. Well, that's why they
5: were fired. That's yeah. That's that that first and foremost was against department policy. That that kind of physical tactic. So again, these officers. Innocent until proven guilty, all that, they get the same due process as all Americans do. All Americans are afforded. Uh, Unfortunately, the uh, justice that's going to come to these officers uh, was, and the legal protections and justice, that was not afforded George Floyd, quite obviously. We'll have more to say about this when we come back next segment, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in by Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere.
3: The following
1: is a true story. I had a lady that was in her mid-70s and I would sold her timeshare and that was the lowest I'd ever felt in my life. I knew then that I had to do something to simply not to go to hell for selling timeshare.
3: Chuck McDowell founded Wesley Financial Group to help folks cancel their timeshares permanently.
1: called her and everybody that I would sold timeshare to and I said, this is what I said to you that was a lie and this is what you need to do to cancel your timeshare. From that point, people started referring friends to me to help them cancel a the timeshare and that. That's how it all started. I fought the world's largest timeshare company in federal court. If I had lost that lawsuit, there would be no one helping people that have been lied to when they bought timeshare. If we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare or we'll give your money back. That's what makes
3: us different. Call Wesley Financial Group now for a free information kit. 800-515-1771. That's 800-515-1771. 800-515-1771.
6: Do you have 2020 vision spiritually, geopolitically? If you want to make a difference in your life that impacts years to come, then it's time to stand with Israel by going there. Consider the thrilling excitement of joining nationally syndicated media host, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd to 11th. More than a vacation, this journey will guide you through centuries of faith as you visit significant places right out of Holy Scripture. Together with life minded travelers, you'll see over 40 iconic sites during the 10 day tour. You can pray at the Western Wall in Old City, Jerusalem, float in the Dead Sea, take a boat out onto the Sea of Galilee or explore the inside of the Garden Tomb. Set forth a new personal vision for this year and reserve your spot on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd to 11th.
1: Register at am1280thepatriot.com.
6: Don't let your kids inherit
1: a mess. Hi, this is Jeff Litfen from Generations Legal Services here in Osseo. If you've been wondering about your family's estate plan or lack thereof, I encourage you to get your affairs in order once and for all. Let the team at Generations Legal Services educate and serve your family in all aspects of estate planning, wills, trusts, power of attorney, and health care directives. To get your plan done or to learn more, visit us at GenerationsLS.com. That's GenerationsLS.com. Need quotes on roofing, siding, or windows, but don't want several salespeople trouncing through your home? Well, just a few pictures from you and a short phone call with me, and I'll email you three competing quotes on any brand from three trusted local contractors. Set up a virtual appointment today at getmythreequotes.com. Welcome
5: back. I am 128 in Patriot Northern Alliance rated network. It's me, Brad Carlson. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show, hashtag NARN Show for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. I left off last segment. Well, One of the many things I talked about in the aftermath of, the, of George Floyd dying at the hands of police, in police custody, was what seemed to be a peaceful protest 24 hours later. Uh, again, people of all races, class, and political stripes were gathered outside the Cup Foods at 38th and uh, haha, all commiserating, all saying justice needs to be done. Uh, some white people who, who have even come out and admitted, you know, we've heard for years how bad black people have had it at the hands of police. Now to see it play out broad daylight firsthand via videotape, yeah, we get it. We get it. It's jarring. And and some even express mea culpas um, to uh, saying, you know what, I, I I guess maybe I shut my mind off or what have you. And, I, and I'll be honest with you, I normally, I, I stay away from all the virtue signaling that takes place online in the aftermath of a tragedy, but I decided this is different. I need to read everybody's sentiments, where they're coming from and what they've learned from it, because, you know, I, even though I'm. Just turned fifty-one. I I don't know everything. I could still learn from people from their life experiences, because guess what? The life experience they've had isn't the same that I've had. So this it, it seemed like a unifying moment. That was a genuine protest. Now what broke out Tuesday evening when the third precinct was under siege with cars being vandalized, that was not a protest. That was a riot. And then they carried on into Wednesday when then the target and the auto zone and whatnot on Lake Street were looted and set on fire, and Thursday and and Friday was probably the most egregious we ever saw, where the National Guard was mobilized and police officers, and they were all told to stand down. There was literally no police presence, National Guard presence in Minneapolis Friday evening, and we saw what happened. The city was just absolutely desecrated as a result. And the one thing I heard, you know, and of course people expressed outrage over that because number one it was taking away from the memory of george floyd and what we all were unified over like we need justice this can't happen at the hands of police anymore okay and by the way why is it that uh that the police force is the only source of big government that progressives oppose you realize the police force is the arm of of government right and yet you, you want government to intrude in every facet of our lives practically, well, how do you think those laws that you advocate for, <clears throat> excuse me are enforced? So just just throwing that out there as an aside. another thing that you know it is you can express anger and resentment over these riots and this looting and also be anguished. And heartbroken over the death of George Floyd, because I saw a lot of chanting points out there. Well, these people, they, they, you know, they're telling on themselves. They're expressing more anger over these riots than uh, than they are over the death of George Floyd. Well, how do you know? Just because you don't put something in writing on social media like everybody else, you're you're, you're telling me how I feel. You're not qualified. And I bring all this up to say that the looting and destruction of these businesses in these communities, many of them minority-owned businesses, immigrant-owned businesses, you know, the demographics that the progressives claim that they're the biggest advocates for, it was excused away by, well, you know, we have to understand the protesters' rage. And besides, those businesses have insurance. They can just rebuild. George Floyd, doesn't—he's—he he doesn't have the rest of his life. And I'll concede that somebody dying at the hands of police is a much more grave injustice and outrage than it is physical property being vandalized and destroyed. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. No one with a soul can deny that. But, uh, Jason, if we have that first cut, there is a woman who, lived, who lives in that area where the biggest uh, looting and riots took place on Friday. And this is a point that our friend Reverend Christopher brought up. You know what? There are a lot of single mothers living in low-income housing in those areas that don't have cars, so they rely on these stores that are within walking distance to do their grocery shopping and buy food and clothing and school supplies for their kids. Well, those stores are burned to the ground, no longer in existence. So now what do they got to do? They got to take a bus across town to go to other stores and get stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. Public transportation is now shut down for the foreseeable future because of these riots. So how is that not an injustice? You don't, you don't get justice by creating more injustices. And again, I get it. This isn't as grave an injustice as somebody dying at the hands of police. I get it. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. But you're trying to tell me that further, creating further hardships for a community that is already hurting and suffering, that, that's going to somehow... Make things better. Make you feel better about things. So uh, it's about a little over a minute. I forget the uh, lady's name. I believe her name is... uh, I don't have the... uh, Uh, It's Stephanie. Stephanie, thank you. I thought so. Stephanie, a woman named Stephanie lives in a high-rise nearby where the worst of the riots and looting took place on Friday. It's about a minute long. So, Jason, if we have that ready, uh, here we go.
2: I've been hearing your frustrations and I would love for you to share them with the community right now because you and so many others are going through such a rough time. How's, how was last night? Scary.
3: I live in the
7: Harris right back here and i seen them as they came down Lake Street but then they turned and started coming over here and I'm sitting out looking in my, out my window And they went straight to Office Max, the dollar store, and every store over here that I go to. I have nowhere to go now. I have no way to get there because the buses aren't running. These people did this for no reason. It's not gonna bring George back here. George is in a better place than we are last night, I'm going to be honest, I wish I was where George was because this is ridiculous. These people are tearing up our livelihood. This is the only place I could go to shop. And now I don't have anywhere to go. I don't have anywhere to get there. Ugh.
5: I don't know how, again, if you're a human being with a soul, I don't know how you listen to that and, and, and say Well, you know, lady, it's uh, those (laughs) store owners, they have insurance. Yeah, no kidding. I don't think that explanation is going to fly to her. And I guarantee you there are many more in her same situation who are hurting just like that. I mean, they were already hurting because their community was under siege. They uh, have to worry about just walking around or driving while black, you know, because they're discriminated against by police. I, I don't think anybody can deny that. They already have those concerns on their minds. And then to heap upon that, basic things like where to go buy food and supplies and home office goods you're you're going to put you're going to put that extra burden on them and again i understand the outrage and this has to stop this systemic uh, racial oppression by these police forces particularly minneapolis police
4: yeah, and she was uh, yeah, and she was surrounded by a couple family members or friends too. So hopefully Stephanie is getting all the help that she possibly needs right now. It seemed like when she was being interviewed, yeah. she had a good support system around her. I but it- I mean, she literally said Brad that she even to an extent wanted to be in the same place as George Floyd at that moment because she was Never. that terrified of what what was happening in her neighborhood. It's crazy.
5: Yeah. So um, we'll come back. Uh, I do want to play the mayor of Atlanta's uh, clip. When we come back, um, that, that was pretty powerful as well. And then immediately after that, we'll get Kyle Hooten of Alpha News on the phone. And we'll take your call, 651-289-4488. That is the number, call, number to call. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back in mere moments. Go nowhere.
8: Whoa, look at all these options.
1: You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and
2: radio.com. People looking to buy a new fence in Minnesota are lucky. Lucky because, unlike with other types of purchases, when it comes to buying a new fence, the choice has been made so darn easy. Only one company truly stands above the rest and has for a long, long time. Midwest Fence has not only been around far longer than anyone else and thus is far more experienced, they're the largest fence company in the state, which means Midwest Fence has the greatest variety of fence designs. You won't believe the seemingly endless styles you can choose from from these days, and Midwest Fence buys in such bulk, they can keep their prices lower than other companies. That's why, if you're ready for a fence, you're just plain lucky. The legendary fence company that's been making people smile since Truman was president is but a phone call away and ready to stop out and deliver a free estimate. Your turn to smile, folks. Learn more at MidwestFence.com.
1: I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and for years this great station has been fighting to keep the Twin Cities right. As we head into 2020, I would ask that you help us continue the fight by supporting our local sponsors who live, work, and play right here in the Twin Cities. Now here's a word from our friend Dennis Prager.
9: I, I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. And helping fighters is as good and noble as fighting. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station. And that is just patronize their sponsors. Those sponsors, they are making us possible. No sponsors, we're talking to ourselves. By supporting the local businesses you hear on this station,
1: you help support us as we continue to keep the Twin Cities right. In a
8: lawsuit, a little extra liability protection can go a long way. Call Pamela McCarthy, agent at the Pam McCarthy Agency, Inc. A personal liability umbrella policy from American Family Insurance offers a million dollars or more of coverage, over and above the limits of your auto and home policies. And it's affordable.
10: For details, contact Pamela McCarthy, agent at the Pam McCarthy Agency, Inc. Call 651-460-3333.
0: American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin, 53783.
9: Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice: continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at unbound.org.
1: This speech is my recital. I think think it's it's very vital
7: to rock. That's right. On top, it's tricky. Here we go. It's tricky to rock.
5: Hey, welcome back. Tricky, Me, tricky, Brad Carlson. To and Toavi to the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, back with another segment on the broadcast. Let's. Uh, we want to play this clip real quick, and then we'll bring on uh, Kyle Hooten of Alpha News, who was out there pretty much every night of the riots in Minneapolis. But I did want to get to this clip. This is Atlanta Mayor... Uh, Keisha Lance Bottoms. Uh, there was some riots that took place in Atlanta uh, Friday evening. And uh, I'm. it's about four and a half minutes long. I'm only going to play just a little over two minutes. So, Jason, I'll be sure to tell you when to to cut it off. I, the first couple minutes, I think, pretty much sends a message home. Uh, let's just say Mayor Bottoms was, uh, was not having it. Uh, cut number two, uh, Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms.
10: Um, let me just speak to what's happening here today. Um, above everything else, I am a mother. I am a mother to four black children in America, one of whom is 18 years old. And when I saw the murder of George Floyd, I hurt like a mother would hurt. And on yesterday when I heard. There were rumors about violent protests in Atlanta. I did what a mother would do. I called my son and I said, where are you? I said, I cannot protect you and black boys shouldn't be out today. So you're not gonna out concern me and out care about where we are in America. Mm -hmm. I wear this each and every day And I pray over my children each and every day. So what I see happening on the streets of Atlanta is not Atlanta. This is not a protest. This is not in the spirit of Martin Luther King Jr. This is chaos. A protest has purpose. When Dr. King was assassinated, we didn't do this to our city. So if you love this city, this city that has had a legacy of black mayors and black police chiefs and people who care about this city, where more than 50% of the business owners in metro Atlanta are minority business owners, if you care about this city, then go home. And pray that somebody like Reverend Beasley will come and talk to you and give you some instructions on what a protest should look like and how you effectuate change in America.
5: Okay, we'll stop right there. That's as good as it gets right there. Because, um, you know, she, she understands what it is like to be black person in America, raising four black children, to, including, like she said, an 18-year-old son. And she wasn't having it because you heard a lot of people justifying it. Well, we have to understand their rage. They've been suffering injustices. This is uh, this is how they, uh, they are going to respond. What do you expect? How are they supposed to respond? And a lot of people are cherry-picking things that Dr. King has said, including that uh, riots, uh, uh, something along the lines of they give a voice to the, to the voiceless, something along those lines. And But he also said returning violence for violence multiplies violence adding deeper darkness to a night already devoid of stars. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. One of uh, MLK's most famous quotes. So kudos to Mayor Bottoms trying to get control of her city, which uh, uh, thankfully was not as bad as Minneapolis, but still a very... Deserving scene, nonetheless. Uh, Do we have Kyle on the line? Yes, um, we do. Jason? Okay, Kyle Hooten, who is a a journalist for Alpha News, which is a local news affiliate here, alphanewsmn.com, as well as The Daily Caller. Check out their fine work at dailycaller.com. Kyle was pretty much out there amongst the chaos. Uh, He and his colleague Rebecca Brannon out there amongst the chaos for all four or five nights, how many ever nights this uh, took place. Uh, I first saw his work Wednesday evening when the uh, Target was being looted, including uh, being right in the the belly of the beast, so to speak, when the target was being torn apart. Uh, Kyle Hooten, uh, thanks for joining the Northern Alliance uh, Radio Network today. Uh, Have you got any sleep over the past 96 hours, Kyle? Do we know?
8: Hey, thanks for having me. And, uh, no, uh, sleep has been sparse here in Minneapolis. We've been doing our best to sort of keep up with the events of the last couple of days. And, uh, you know, being that most of those events are at night and uh, most of our – Writing and radio interviews like this one happens in the daytime. there has not been a lot of sleep.
5: Well, we appreciate uh, uh your work, Kyle. I know it's it's your job, it's what you do to to report the news. but uh, I got to sure. tell you i saw I saw footage Wednesday evening of you and, and I think uh, Rebecca was along with you, correct? Rebecca uh, Brandon of Alpha News was that who your colleague Absolutely. was?
8: she was she was with me all the way.
5: Okay, and uh, we heard, we saw you two literally go in the target as it was being torn apart. You hear the alarms going off back and forth. I know that you were nearby where uh, shots were fired. Uh, did you get out of there uh, physically unscathed, Kyle Hooten?
8: Well, you know, there's a few bumps and bruises from stumbling over the, the ruins of, of stores and buildings that are being burned. But uh, no, fortunately, we did not suffer any direct violence from either the rioters or the looters. But uh, we did see a lot of disturbing sights. I know just moments ago we heard from the mayor of Atlanta who was pleading with people to go back inside. And I think that uh, Minneapolis would do well at the heat by that same warning. One of the most disturbing things I saw that night that the target was being looted was small children, one that I would estimate to be no more older than maybe third grade, uh, shuttling bottles of alcohol out of the liquor store that was next to the third precinct. And uh, it really struck me then that the cost of these riots is obviously going to be financial as buildings are burned. There's also going to be a human cost as you know, young children and people who shouldn't be exposed to violence are you know, getting tear gassed and walking over broken glass and falling down in the streets. And, you know, a lot of people that should not be involved in such volatile situations are finding themselves caught up in this. And I'm, I'm afraid for them, honestly.
5: So now, did you actually, I mean, you got some, obviously some pretty solid video footage, and I know the majority of it, I've seen a lot of it on Alpha News's Facebook page. So folks, if you want to go to Alpha News' Facebook page, I know they've done a terrific job posting video of these uh, particular riots. Did any of the rioters, looters, did they engage you? Because you got pretty up close and personal seeing these people go in and out of these stores, or were they just too busy uh, engaging in the business at hand because... Uh, I know some normally might be afraid of being identified, but in this era of COVID-19, and yeah, we're still in the midst of a pandemic, uh, people were wearing uh, face masks. So did any of them engage you at all during this uh, particular situation? Well, we got pretty lucky.
8: Uh, We started our coverage on the intersection uh, where Mr. George Floyd uh, was pinned by police officers. And when we were there, there was a little bit more rhetoric and a little bit less looting. There's individuals talking about the possibility of moving into suburban areas to burn houses. Fortunately, we have not seen that occur. But some individuals expressed their displeasure with us being there and uh, tried to engage us in some sort of fight. So we withdrew to our vehicle. They followed us, but we were able to escape. Um, We've had a few people. Yell at us or try to bat the cameras away, you know, because they're afraid of being filmed. But for the most part, we employed a strategy of sort of dressing down and not trying to stick out and not trying to interview people. And that's worked fairly well. I don't think a lot of the rioters and looters have realized that we are media. But, uh, you know, when we do get recognized as media, you know, it's obviously a bit of a touchy situation for the reasons you just listed. People don't want to be recognized, you know, stealing flat screen TVs from Target.
5: Now, uh, perhaps the most disturbing evening was. Friday evening when there was a curfew in place. It was pretty obvious by uh, 8 p.m. Friday when the curfew was to take effect. Not a lot of people were heeding it, and that's when the unrest really took place. The National Guard, which was there initially, uh, dispersed. No one seemed to know where they were. Uh, There was no police presence whatsoever. Uh, Talk a little bit about that evening, Friday night, because to me, just watching that from the safe comforts of my home, was frightening enough. I can't imagine what it was like being in the, uh, on the front lines, Kyle. Uh, were you aware that there was no police presence? Uh, were you told of that? I mean, obviously, it was obvious there was no presence, but at what point did you realize, my gosh, this isn't going to be stopped anytime soon?
8: Right. I think that evening it became very apparent that the violence was going to accelerate. If I'm recalling correctly, that was the night that the third precinct was burned. I cannot say that we were exactly on the front lines right then. The situation was pretty volatile, and we were still recovering from our first night of coverage. But uh, we were definitely paying close attention to the situation. And it was that evening that we started hearing a lot of reports of gunshots. So our first night on the ground, uh, we actually saw an individual start shooting. We were a short distance away from that. But on that second Mm -hmm. night, that night that the precinct was burned, uh, there was more gunshots. And not every shooting received an individual police response, from what I understand. So there's a very good possibility that individuals who were shooting that night uh, are still out there, are still at large, and uh, that the, the arms that the protesters have are, are, are still out on the streets.
5: Be joined by Kyle Hooten, he of Alpha News. You can find their website, alphanewsmn.com, as well as the Daily Caller. Check out their fine work again, dailycaller.com. We only have a couple of minutes left in this segment. We do want to get to a phone call here real quick. Bob from Shoreview wants to weigh in. Hey, Bob, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go ahead.
8: Uh, Yeah, there's some Fox News commentators that are saying that the riots are an attempted coup, an attempt to co-opt the George Floyd protests and use them to further the aims of anarchists like Antifa and other uh, loosely organized agitators. And they're saying that these attempts are designed to make the current administration look bad if President Trump should intervene with with the military and if that goes bad. Uh, Dan Bongino was one saying that. What do you think about that?
5: Yeah, I appreciate the call, Bob. Uh, Kyle, I happen to see a tweet that you put out, and it may be along these same lines. You got a tip that there were a good number of protests that were flying in to Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport. Uh, can you maybe expound upon that a little bit?
8: Yeah, absolutely. That's been an aspect of the story that I'm very interested in, is just how organized are the protesters? What sort of groups are, are, are helping them rally? Um, yeah, earlier this weekend, I got a tip from uh, a close friend of mine who's at the airport that said they witnessed hundreds of individuals disembarking from airplanes, carrying materials that suggested they were going to go you know, join the riots and join the chaos. Obviously, uh, in recent hours, we've seen conflicting statements from various official individuals within the uh, metro area. We saw an individual from St. Paul saying that all of their arrests were from out of state. And we've heard Governor Walt give numerous different numbers on that. But what I think is very clear is that there is some level of organization beyond just the organic grassroots protest. And while we can haggle over those exact numbers all we want, uh, I agree that Trump took a very important step in declaring Antifa a terrorist organization Uh, and just recognizing publicly that what we're seeing is not a grassroots movement and that there is a level of organization that needs to be addressed, you know, by law enforcement in a very systemic way.
5: Kyle, uh, we do have to take a quick break here. Are you able to hold for one final short segment on the other side?
8: Absolutely. I'll be here.
5: Okay. Kyle Hooten, again, of Alpha News, which is here locally, alphanewsmn.com, as well as The Daily Caller. Check out their work, dailycaller.com. We come back We'll have one final segment this hour again, talking to Kyle Hooten. He and his uh, Alpha News colleague, Rebecca Brannon, in the midst of all the the, uh, several nights of riding that took place this past week in the aftermath of George Floyd's killing at the hands of Minneapolis police. Here to take your calls as well, 651-289-4488. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. AM
7: 1280,
3: The Patriot. Running a business in normal times is tough enough. Now, throw in the new challenges of a pandemic, and wow, can it be overwhelming. Hi, my name is Michael with Vanguard Cleaning Systems of Minnesota, and we're here to help you. Vanguard has been on the front lines this entire time helping essential businesses remain open and safe, and we remain compliant to the CDC's ever-changing guidelines for cleaning and disinfecting. We advise you in best practices for keeping your business safe for both employees and customers and provide a certification after each cleaning for your records with highly visible public signage for all to see. Vanguard is truly unique in that we help businesses any way we can, from free advice on daily operations during these challenging times to customizing a cleaning plan based on your specific needs and budget. Cleaning and disinfecting is what we do best. Go to VanguardCleaningMN.com to schedule a no-obligation consultation or quote. That's VanguardCleaningMN.com. We're proudly helping keep Twin Cities businesses open and safe.
10: Being a teenager is tough.
0: There's the constant pressure to be liked.
10: Endless worrying about college.
0: Cyberbullying, high expectations, all the negativity.
10: There's no question. Being a teenager is tough. And what do Minnesota's teens do when they want to block out the noise and clear their heads? We play! (laughs) Research shows that teenagers who participate in high school sports have lower stress levels, more confidence, and greater self-esteem. And then there's the biggest benefit of all. High school sports are fun. Not just fun.
7: They're a lot of fun.
10: (laughs) Encourage your teenagers to participate in a sport or activity when they go to high school. They'll stress less and smile more. And they'll be laying the foundation for a happier, healthier future.
3: This
9: message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Attention, hardworking
0: Americans that pay too much in taxes. How would you like to get an extra $5,000 back from your prior year's tax returns? Family Tax will take your filed tax returns for the last three years and analyze them. We are experts at finding hidden credits and deductions other tax companies miss. Even if you've already filed, it's never too late. We guarantee that the IRS will send you back at least $5,000 or our services are free. If you get a paycheck from your job. You make at least $30,000 a year. Call right now and learn how you can get an extra $5,000 back from the IRS from your past three years of tax returns. Make
1: this guaranteed free call now. 800-250-4079. 800-250-4079. 800-250-4079. That's 800-250-4079.
2: Job and
1: shove it. I ain't here no more.
5: Welcome back, AM 20 The Patriot. Took all the Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, more. Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. You not try to stand in my 651-289-4488 way. is the number to call. You can also win in via Twitter at hashtag and Narnshow. Job and That's hashtag I an Show. For any comments or questions, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Now, continuing our discussion with journalist Kyle Hooten. You can find him at com as well as dailycaller.com. He was in the midst of the Minneapolis riots and looting for uh, pretty much the entire time they were going on. Uh, don't know when you slept, Kyle, but we appreciate uh, you bringing the uh, information to us and and everything and, uh obviously putting yourself in harm's way. Cause it was a very serious situation there. In fact, there was one evening in particular, uh, Kyle, I don't want to, gl- I don't want to gloss over this. You may have mentioned it before, maybe mentioned it, uh, in uh, some social media platform. You were near where gunshots were fired. Is that correct?
8: Yep, absolutely. So that was the night, the first night we were out there, um, when the six story construction project that was intended to be low income housing was burned. That was the night the target was looted. And, uh, We had heard police scanners and other sources that there was an SUV driving around and that the individuals inside that vehicle had been flashing guns at various other live streams and that people had heard gunshots in the area. So we were sort of aware that this vehicle could cause problems. Uh, As the night was winding down, we had actually just cut our live stream after talking with some black business owners that were defending their tobacco store from looters. And we were headed back to our vehicle when we saw that SUV in the Target parking lot. So we sort of angled away, walking down the road on the other side by the burned auto zone. And uh, just moments later, we heard three gunshots ring out. Uh, I looked over, and I actually saw the third muzzle flash. Uh, just a second later, there was a sec- another flurry of gunfire. And we ran uh, away from the police precinct, around the corner of that auto zone. Immediately, uh, police dispersed a massive cloud of tear gas, which is very painful to run through. But we did our best, ran about half a mile away, and then, you know, just doused our faces with milk and sort of recollected ourselves and made our way back to the vehicle. But, um, yep, those were absolutely gunshots, and there was a rapid police response at that point. But what was so shocking is that we thought the night was over, and we thought we were out of harm's way, but uh, I guess we didn't know what was coming.
5: Were you able to ever actually uh, talk to any of the uh, protesters, maybe not on camera, but off the record, kind of get their mindset?
8: Yeah, um, that's been interesting. Every now and then, when we were live streaming, we were out walking around, and uh, we would encounter a protester that would tell us a little bit of information. We would sort of talk with them off the camera. I'm pretty sure our viewers heard most of those interactions. But as for doing uh, just straight-up interviews, we try to stay away from that as to not paint ourselves as media.
5: Sure. Well, that's, that's perfectly understandable. I, I, the only reason I ask that is obviously I was flipping around to different news channels on Friday evening and there was some protesters willing to talk on camera, you know, granted, the majority of them wearing their face masks uh, in this in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic that doesn't look as nefarious as say the uh, (laughs) other uh, protests have taken in previous years. So I, I, I'm just curious because, the reason I ask that is uh, Black Lives Matter, which obviously was uh, the group that started the initial protest Tuesday evening before any of the riots started. They were very adamant. It's like, look, we're out here to protest this incredible injustice. We don't want any extra shenanigans, any other chaos brought on to this attention because that's not why we're here. And obviously those pleas went, went ignored as we saw well, what ensued over the past several days. And, and it's just it's just really unfortunate because, you know, as we've been talking about, this kind of drowned out the overall message that there was a grave injustice on Monday evening when George Floyd was killed at the hands of police. And, uh, you know, at you being in the media, Kyle Hooten, obviously uh, this is a big story, these riots and these looting, but you have mm-hmm. probably haven't had as much opportunity to talk about the, uh, uh, the George Floyd situation itself. I mean, the actual incident that sparked all this.
8: Absolutely. And I think that's, that's one of the greatest tragedies of all of this is that, uh, you know, amidst all the rioting and the looting, attention is being directed away from the original point that the original protesters had. And that is that police brutality is wrong and that George Floyd should still be with us today and that none of this should have happened at all. I think you make an excellent point there. And I think that the rioting and the burning and the looting and the individuals not heeding the direction of uh, more legitimate organizations has detracted away from you know where the public focus should be, of course, the public focus cannot be on you know the injustice of George floyd's death when Minneapolis is burning, and that's very unfortunate
5: i, I mentioned this in the uh, one of the earlier segments i mean you and I you know we come from conservative more conservative media outlets our perspective our biases are out there out front there isn't a lot of mystery, and you have you know these news. News anchors. I think local news does a pretty solid job. You can point out bias all day long on the national news channels like CNN and Fox and MSNBC, but locally, I think for the vast vast majority of them are pretty solid, reporting straight news down the middle. And it was a bizarro world to to see all of these journalists, whether it be on Twitter and live TV basically lighting up local government, whether it was gov- Governor Tim Walls, Mayor Melvin Carter of St. Paul, Mayor Jacob Fry of Minneapolis, a sight to behold, Kyle Hooten.
8: Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree with you. And I also think that uh, those outlets have done a pretty good job of getting on the ground coverage. I saw WCCL and I saw Fox 9, you know, both at the site of, of burning buildings right there with us. And uh, what I'm curious to see, we've we, we sort of seen the media response to this, right? And what I'm curious to see is how voters will respond to the behavior of uh mayor mm-hmm. fry and the behavior of governor walls in this crisis we've already seen some interesting twists and turns in how that narrative is being spun by officials specifically governor walls uh suggestion that the riots were organized by cartels and white supremacist groups and i'm very right. curious to see how that narrative is going to play out and what the public comes away with you know after these nights of violence
5: yeah um I'm very skeptical to say that there will be any major changes, but that being said, to hear these elected officials called out by what many people consider to be allies in the media was something to behold. I hope I'm wrong, but yeah, there definitely needs to be some substantive changes in leadership, and like you say, that's up to the citizens of these cities, that is for sure. Uh, Kyle Hooten, Please. again, alphanewsmn.com and dailycaller.com is where you can find his fine work. Uh, Kyle, kudos to you for putting yourself in a precarious position. We appreciate you bringing this the information, and uh, thanks for joining us today. Appreciate it.
8: Absolutely. Thanks for having me. AM
5: 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, back with another hour on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Turn
1: Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart. Tune in and radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide.
9: Relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. I've come from the doctor's clinic this morning, 28 staples out of my knee, and I am not taking painkillers. Why? Because I don't need to. I'm taking Relief Factor. Yes, it's a triple dose, but it doesn't have any negative side effects. And I am doing just fine. Thank you very much. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at ReliefFactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just 19 That's less than a dollar a day. That's truly remarkable to be liberated from your pain for less than a dollar a day find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today go right now relieffactor.com relieffactor.com this is your opportunity to be the next success story
0: are you tired of all the garbage that hollywood puts out why not redeem the time you're spending at home with your family and watch something that affirms our american values For a limited time, you can purchase No Safe Spaces, starring Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla. Go to nosafespaces.com to stream the number one political documentary of 2019. Free speech is under attack now more than ever. Politicians on the left are threatening to permanently shut down churches and synagogues. And we can't even open a debate about when we return to work. There is no more important time to watch No Safe Spaces. The movie that the hard left does not want you to see. Go to nosafespaces.com. Use the code SAVE25 to get 25% off your purchase. That's SAVE25. This offer is only available for a limited time. Send the message to Hollywood that you support movies that support your values. Go to nosafespaces.com today.
6: So you're searching online for that perfect sermon series that you can really dig into, but you can't seem to find what you're looking for. I suggest you give GodTube.com a try. GodTube.com is loaded with sermons from well-known and revered Bible teachers who cover every topic you can imagine. And there are no shady comment threads or questionable content. Just great sermon after sermon. Hear God's Word daily, grow deeper in your faith, and be inspired by the sermon
10: section on GodTube.com. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we recognize that this school year was a little different. As you look ahead to a new chapter this fall, TwinCitiesTuitions.com will be here to help with half-price tuitions for first-time students. To see a full list of partnering schools, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. AM 128.